the basement was getting too hot in the early summertime and somebody actually passed out. You're listening to Comedy Ghost Town, where we investigate why Albuquerque, New Mexico has no designated stand-up comedy club. My name is Sarah Kennedy. Sometimes when you're part of a scene that relies on you to do everything yourself, your best bet is to take a page out of the book of punk rock DIYers from yesteryear. If you're a comedy community without a venue for shows, without a home for shows, maybe the next best thing is a house show? Albuquerque Comedy has a great history of some fantastic house shows. And as we continue to explore answers to our big question, why doesn't Albuquerque have a stand-up comedy club? It's important to tip our hat to the innovators who have taken matters into their own hands. In this episode, you'll hear from people who let crowds, sometimes strangers, into their humble abodes and let jokes fly under their roofs. First up is Genevieve. You may remember Genevieve from last episode. We can deconstruct comedy in a way where we're putting, you might not be able to universalize what comedy is, but you can definitely watch a comedian and you can, you can analyze them and you can say, these are the characteristics of what it means for that person to be a comedian. This yeah, is how- she's one of the doctors who doesn't think comedy is theater. Anywho. She also hosted a fantastic house show back in 2013, The Comedian's Power Hour. Comedian's Power Hour is a hilarious show where two comedians are put through the drinking game gauntlet you may remember from college, A Power Hour, where they drink the equivalent of 60 shots of beer in 60 minutes. They also switch off telling jokes and are tossed a few challenges along the way. It's a fantastic show that would have sold out auditoriums if it wasn't for one problem. So it's impossible to do an Albuquerque because of the liquor laws. So we we went to pretty much, we went to a lot of venues. We went to a lot of bars. We went to even a lot of theaters and some places. And it's just, it's illegal to drink on stage. Oh yeah, there are those strict liquor laws again. You may have remembered in our first episode when we discussed how expensive a liquor license had become in the state of New Mexico. Well, that's just scratching the surface on the issues venues can have with the ins and outs of liquor law. There's also no BYOB allowed anywhere, and the fines are not cheap like they are in places like New York City. There is also absolutely no drinking games allowed on the premises of places that sell alcohol. So no beer pong, no King's Cup, and absolutely no power hour. Anyway, back to Jen. So we ended up just doing it at my house in Albuquerque. Because I had this huge, really oddly shaped house, but I had this huge living room um, and we would clear it out once a month. Uh, we'd put in like chairs. I had so many folding chairs. We put in folding chairs and we would set up um, a PA system and then we would do, because it was the house party. So that was obviously legal. You can do whatever you want in your house. And we ran it like a party. So it was obviously we had a show, but it was, it felt more like a house party. I actually feel like a lot of people used to say that to me, that it doesn't, it was definitely like they were entertained. It was a show. Comedians were having a really good time, but it felt really just like everyone was coming together as one big party. And it was really, I really liked that vibe too. And I think it worked really well for the show in general. So I wasn't really upset the fact that we couldn't do it. In venues, it actually worked better, I think, as a house show in a lot of ways. Comedians Power Hour has a handful of producers that are able to put it on across the country. Other states, with looser rules around alcohol, are thrilled to host Power Hour in their venues. Brad Hiker, who you heard in last episode, is the CPH producer who's performed it in traditional venues the most. A Comedians Power Hour, I feel like, in a real established club, is a straight-up slam dunk. It, people are so excited for it. It's such, like, it hits all the easy things that, like, a club audience wants to 
lot of, and a lot of times it's a club that just like, they're just, you know, hitting up the email list being come on out and people come out and they have no idea what they're in for. And it's, if you read the description of the show, I feel like it brings in half the crowd, but half the crowd has no idea what they're there for. And then they see the show and it's just, it's a game show and it's very interactive. You know what I mean? And you want, you get to see like comedians go through a transition and you, you, you give comedians like moments where they have to like improvise on the spot. And because of the alcohol involved, there's no, they don't hold back. You know what I mean? They really just go for it. And it's, it creates, it, it's very fun doing it in a club. And it's very like, uh, you don't have to sell the audience. I'm like, we're doing something fun because they're already there. They're already being like, what's going to happen? We're, we're in a quiet club where you can't get up and walk to the bar. You know what I mean? Like all I can do is sit here and look at what's going on on stage. And there's more than enough things going on stage during a comedian's power hour to keep an audience entertained. And a lot of times they'll be like, that show's only an hour. And I'll be like, it was an hour 45. Uh, <laughs> you had no idea because <laughs> there's, it just moves so fast and it's so much fun and it's just constant chaos. I mean, that does it not make me jealous. Anyway, to get the show on the ground and to test the concept, it had to be a house show in Albuquerque. I don't know what the magic of a house show is other than just that because it's not in a real venue and you have to make an effort. Like you're not going to just stumble into a random house show. You, you make an effort for it. And so everyone there is there with a purpose and they're very excited for what's about to happen. And it just it's just this energy that, I feel like the comics feed off of, and then when the comics are really feeding off that energy, then the, then the crowd even feeds further off the comics, like when they're really feeling it. And it just, it feels like there's very few house shows that are, that, that don't have the quality of a really good house party of just like, just the vibe. You know what I mean? Where, you know, and even like I've had, I've seen strangers come to a, come to a house show because comedians power hour in Albuquerque had some hype at, at a time and they would come in and, uh, Usually if you go to a comedy show alone and you sit alone, you watch the show you get some chuckles, and then you go home alone. But like you go to a house show and you become part of the party. You know what I mean? It's really just like the, the audience welcomes you because you're sitting in a house and it'd be very awkward not to talk to that one person who comes in and sits down on the couch. <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it's, it's an easy way to really get immersed in the comedy community is to attend a house show. And it's very, it feels very punk rock and like DIY and whatnot. And uh, so you have that real speakeasy feel to a house party. You know what I mean? So Comedians Power Hour, which is such a fantastic show premise, it's a comedy show slash game show slash drinking contest and a pretty tame drinking contest at that. Um, but it's, it's such a fun thing and you can't do it in a bar. So you have to do it in a house. So it feels like extra naughty. You know what I mean? You're just like, like there's some, like it's 1984 and you're reading a book you're not allowed to or something. So it feels, and everyone feels more on board because they all feel like, not that they have, the cops are going to kick the door down and be like, well, we heard drinking games were going on, but it still feels like you're very clandestine and like a, like rebels when you're doing it, which is weird that New Mexico has so many such weird takes on alcohol. Like it's really hard to get liquor licenses and stuff like that. Luckily, Gen C's creating workarounds is a chance to be innovative. It made us feel like comedy could be anywhere. It doesn't have to just be like the space doesn't make it doesn't make it like this is where you do comedy. It was more of comedy can happen and you just have to make it your own. You have to go out and find that. And then and I don't know if that bred into the kind of comedy that was happening in Albuquerque, but I definitely think it made us not think of comedy as like place based. Right. It didn't have to be like in this certain area, which I think does affect your creativity in general. Genevieve moved away from Albuquerque in 2015 and right at her heels in creating a comedy house show was Dr. Greg Ziamek, 
who you also know from last episode. He was one of the lucky few people in New Mexico with a basement in his house, and that, plus a trip out of town, inspired him to try something out. So I, in 2016, I moved into this house, um, and living by myself in this little two-bedroom house, when I moved in, we had noticed there was a basement. And at the time, I, I was using it for storage, but as a as having grown up in the punk rock scene, immediately my friend and I were joking how it would be cool to do house shows there, more like punk shows. But the basement was fairly small. And so I thought, eh, with all the equipment and everything, it would be near impossible to fit anybody else down there. So people would just have to feel the music through the floor or something. And, and I had a drum set down there and some of my music equipment and it was pretty cramped. And then, and so that was where it was left for quite a while. And then I had just started comedy shortly before I uh, moved into that house. And I was very curious about the Denver comedy scene because I have friends through music who are, who have been around the Denver comedy scene. So a friend of mine said, Hey, you got to come check out the comedy scene in, in Denver. And I went out there and I heard about this um, show called too much fun at the deer pile in Den in Denver. And I went and checked it out. And I had just gone done this at this mic and went over to the, the space. And it was this really cool kind of DIY sort of secret door to go upstairs and there it was just really good vibes a lot of the comics who I saw at the mic earlier were all there hanging out and and then it was just like in the background comics were hanging out people were mingling and then in the main room there's a comedy showing and, and everybody was so funny and the vibes were good and I thought this is amazing this feels like a punk show but people are being even funnier on stage and I I, I loved that and I wished and we had something like that in Albuquerque. And then, and then one day a pipe burst underneath the house, flooded my basement and effectively ruined everything in the basement. <laughs> and uh, so we, we drained all the water out of the basement and it laid dormant for a little while. And I thought you couldn't do a punk show down there, but if you just had a small amplifier for the comic, you might be able to squeeze some people in there. And I thought, let's just give this a whirl. And with that, Greg's comedy basement was born. Oh my God, it was so wild because literally there, there would be a person like just right there, just right in your face. Because <laughs> it's a very small basement. It was like, it's, it's not even just, it was like narrow. It was very like narrow and small. So you're like stuck in this, like the actual like stage part of it, you were stuck like in this like cubby hole like area. And then, and so the microphone was like right there and then literally, and I'm not exaggerating, like less than a foot away from you, there was a person like in front of your face. When it was really packed, it was just like right there. And with great popularity comes great responsibility and even the occasional scare. The basement was getting too hot in the early summertime and somebody actually passed out. Ironically, they were a doctor and there was a doctor, like a primary care doctor performing that night. And so we were able to resuscitate and everything was okay. Greg continues. So thinking about adverse events at the house shows. The only other thing that happened was the toilet paper ran out and there was a room next to the bathroom where there's a huge like Sam, like Costco sized uh, container of, of toilet paper. No one was aware of apparently, even though the door's wide open and the toilet paper is right there. 
So somebody got creative and brought the coffee filters from my kitchen and that was their solution, which I guess I, I respect the ingenuity, but I, I, once I discovered that, I quickly swapped things out. But other than two things, everything went well. And right around the time things closed, I, or the chapter of the actual basement slash house closed is when they were starting to have talks about a club opening up. Oh, Greg's talking about the almost made it but didn't quite venue, the Comedy Vault, which we will definitely talk about in future episodes. So that was that for that. Greg now lives in Austin where he skateboards and doctors and continues to tell jokes. The house show scene laid dormant for a while due to a steady rise in regular open mics and occasional showcases in Albuquerque. This was, of course, until March of 2020, when the world was hit with a stack of bricks, you know, COVID-19, and everything came to a halt. Several months into the shutdown, a group of comedians once again looked to a house show as a way to keep comedy happening in town. William Wheeler runs the garage out of, yes, his actual garage, and after a year of steady events, he's quickly become one of the most successful producers in town. Wheeler is proud to offer the garage as a supplement to the other offerings in Albuquerque. So the garage started in the middle of November 2020, and I had the space, obviously, but the uh, people I had the idea for it were really Tyler Lovely and Jared Ostrom. And uh, we had a birthday party for me here like two weeks prior to the first garage at my house. And uh, Tyler asked me if we could do something in the garage. I was like, yeah. So I went and showed him the space. And at the time, it looked like a second rate Home Depot because all the renovations for the house were moved to the garage. Whoever did, they're like, oh, why, why take this stuff to the dump? We, we have a garage. So it, it looked very garagey when we first started. But uh, yeah, Tyler and Jared gave me the idea. We cleaned up the garage enough to have the initial one. And just as time progressed, we added more uh, seating space and more actual chairs and got rid of all the pretty much garbage that was in there. And now it's looking more presentable, I guess. What makes the garage unique is that it's, I, I pride it pride myself in, in telling people it's the most free speech open mic in town because it, we're literally in a garage. So there's no, there's no pressure on you. Even no, even if it's just like a hairline pressure at an open mic, there's no pressure of saying the wrong thing because sometimes as a comedian, we need to just be able to word vomit into a microphone and be able to hear the word structure of your joke, hearing the delivery, the everything that goes into uh, the joke itself. Sometimes you need to just be able to let it out without offending someone or ruining the business of where the open mic's happening, so on and so forth. While considering the future of comedy in Albuquerque, you have to wonder if a formal club threatens the existence of these special spaces. Like Greg, I often take notes from what our friends to the north, Denver, have done. DIY spaces and indie shows, like those hosted in spaces like the one Greg mentioned, the Deer Pile, an art space above the coffee shop, can thrive while a city also maintains and sustains a formal home for comedy, as Denver does with both of their Comedy Works clubs and a slew of other comedy spots. A comedy club doesn't have to be a threat to the DIY history of our scene. It can build on it. This has been Comedy Ghost Town, produced and hosted by comedian Sarah Kennedy. If you'd like to find out more information about the podcast or me, you can find out more on my website, sarahkennedy.com slash comedyghosttown. 